0: Church Technology, this and more today on Cyber Sentinel. Hello, I'm Alan Adcock. I'm CEO of ASC Group. Uh, We're based here in Atlanta, Georgia, and this show is Cyber Sentinel, where we talk about your security issues. Let's get started. With the flood of data breaches in the news, I have church members asking about how our church protects their private data at the church. Where do I start? So the data breaches in the news are pretty continuous at this point. Um, This affects uh, both uh, nonprofit organizations as well as corporations and government offices. Um, so, your church is not immune to these kind of data breaches. And when you, at the first, uh, if the first thought, is that you probably don't have data that cyber criminals are interested in, but when you start to think about it in detail, you really do. Um, any kind of credit card processing that you have on site um, is information that those cyber criminals would be after. Um, Your donor roles are super important to cyber criminals. They're always looking for information on net worth of individuals assets That kind of thing that your data uh, in those donor roles will contain and they're also after any kind of medical records um, That you might have for mission trips uh, for schools for vacation Bible study All of those kind of informations uh, are super important when uh, you have cyber criminals that are interested in doing identity theft, um, those forms have pretty much all the information that they need for for doing identity theft. So it's really important to protect that data. So to get started, we always want to try to uh, identify where on your network you're storing that data. Make sure that those areas are secure. We can encrypt those. Um, if uh, you know, if they're all, once we've identified where those are, we can encrypt those to protect them. Some more. Um, and really you need to, to sit down and, and go through with an IT professional what that network looks like and, and what you're currently doing to protect that as a, as a holistic network. Uh, once you've done that through a risk assessment, um, then they can help you put together a plan uh, and looking at the, at the budgets, go through the plan, figure out how to invest um, in security for that network. Once you've kind of got that plan, the roadmap established, you can determine where a professional IT management company uh, can help you and where you can continue to use volunteer help uh, or or practitioners to to help support that IT infrastructure. But we wanna have a plan first and foremost um, to secure all that network infrastructure and not do it piecemeal with, um, hey, we need a new thing here, we need a new thing there, I've got somebody to donate this, donate that. Uh, That's not gonna get you a cohesive uh, network security plan in place. When I'm at church, I can't access certain websites and some programs run slow. Why don't they fix this? You know, everywhere we go nowadays, wireless access is uh, pretty common. Uh, Church is not uh, an exception to that. Uh, Most churches now provide wireless access to the congregation. Um, If you think about it though, this is a unique uh, situation that they have to deal with. Um, Most of the week that wireless network and the infrastructure at that church is lightly used. And then you have this one period on Sunday uh, or Saturday, depending on what the the, um, religion is, where uh, you have this large spike in users. Um, So when we deploy wireless networks, um, we want to make sure we are spending the church money wisely. We don't want to over-provision if we can avoid it. Um, So we often will deploy with different technologies in place to help to mitigate that spike in traffic. so when, a, when you can't get to certain websites on the church network uh, or certain sites seem slow, what's happening is that they are employing content filtering. So uh, on the firewall levels, we can turn on content filtering to filter based on the um, content of the data uh, that those websites present. So we, don't, we definitely wanna make sure that on a church network we're not going to certain parts of the, of the internet, the dark web, if you will, uh, we want to make sure that stuff's all shut down uh, and we also implement something called traffic shaping where we can limit the amount of traffic that's going to go um, to certain bandwidth intensive sites. So um, you, may, you may be trying to get to YouTube or something like that on a church network and not getting uh, good results and it's probably because they're utilizing traffic shaping to reserve bandwidth for church functions during those times. Um, This is very common, so don't consider it as being broken, consider it as being well managed on that wireless network. So again, if you need help setting that up, those technologies, um, we can certainly help with that. Uh, But those are two areas which we definitely recommend um, in wireless infrastructure for churches. My church wants to be a Wi-Fi hotspot as a means of community outreach related to the homework app. What is this? This is a new uh, trend that's it's new to me as well, but uh, in Church Tech and some other publications, uh, this has been a growing topic of um, how do you how do you address kind of this homework gap uh, or the church becoming a, a community hotspot, if you will. So the concept here is that uh, the church would open its doors um, during the week uh, when it's not necessarily heavily utilized. Uh, you'd have volunteers that are there to help students uh, work on homework. Um, There's still about five million, I believe, uh, households with school-aged children that do not have high-speed internet at home. And this creates uh, issues now that schools are becoming more and more computerized in their assignments and the way that kids are supposed to turn in their homework uh, and complete those assignments. So where do these kids go to um, complete those after school? Uh, So some churches have started opening up their doors for this function. Um, really, what you need is you need a, a set of volunteers who are willing to um, serve as, as mentors and, and to monitor that situation. Um, you need internet access, and you need you need a wireless infrastructure and some computer access uh, to make that happen. Um, obviously, we want to continue to make sure that that is secured uh, Wi-Fi, so we want to make sure that the Wi-Fi is still protected by our content filters, make sure that that Wi-Fi is uh, governed by... Uh, traffic shaping and uh, during those sessions um, you want to make sure that those, that network that Wi-Fi that the, is available for this function is separate from your church operational network so we don't want that to bleed over and don't want those those students to have access to um, church functions for the staff that kind of thing so staff networks got all the finance accounting membership all that has to be a separate network from what you're going to use for um, for this function of the church hotspot Um, some uh, locations if it's in a a densely populated area we've seen uh, where there's been deployment of outdoor wireless so we can now put wireless radios up that will broadcast out from the church uh, church parking lot from the church property into adjoining neighborhoods um, and have that available for people to log into it's a form of outreach and it also allows the church to to use that through landing pages and things like that to um, advertise programming and things like that for that community uh, that's available to, to the families. So that's what that um, church as a hotspot movement is, and uh, we'll continue to see how that develops in the coming days. Well, that's all we have for today. Um, on this episode of Cyber Sentinel, we discussed church technologies. Um, if you have other questions you'd like to see us address on future episodes, uh, you can find us on social media at hashtag Cyber Sentinel. Uh, until next time,